0: Local tyre power. Holiday getaway sale. Get four for the price of three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
1: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Two minutes past seven. Good morning in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. We'd love to hear from you this morning. If you want to give us a call, 1300 736 736 736. Just for getting your voice on the air, you never know. You could walk away with the amazing pair of Archie's thongs. So comfy, you'll never take them off. Send us a text, give us a call. It's as simple as that. Mark Pickley is here sporting some wonderful facial hair this morning that um, has just blown me away because it's grown fast in some areas and <laughs> Slow. we're quite observational here mm. in Studio Lumo. So I think it looks splendid. Can you give us your kind of weather report at the moment, because you have a look out the window over King William?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit gloomy today. It's It's going to be 23 degrees, but it's at the moment, it's quite cloudy. So a little bit of rain overnight. You get a few drops overnight. Not much.
1: Did. Walked out the front and it was lovely because some of our plants are passing away. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Do Do you water them?
1: No, that was the issue. So thankfully that <laughs> they were warded last night and they're feeling very good now. Uh, Bix, because it is a Tuesday morning, we always like to tap into your mind and understand what you learned from the weekend and plus a Monday in sports. So let's do it. One, two, three, four, five. Mark Bickley's Five Things I Learned.
0: Okay, let's start with Adelaide United. The brilliance and exuberance of youth at Adelaide United is still a work in progress. I think all of us were blown away with the first couple of weeks where they were able to uh, get on the scoreboard. They played the two grand final teams from last year and and comfortably won. The young kids looked fantastic. Well, it came crashing back to earth on on Saturday when they went down 5-1 against Sydney FC. I wasn't there. Mm. What was the feel like? Was it... Shock. They changed coaches, Sydney FC. Often you get that response. Is that partially...
1: Definitely. Well, the statistics are heavily in favour of the team that changes manager and when they come in. And to to watch, first of all, the first goal that was scored by Sydney FC from um, the Candyman. His name's Joe Lolly. Um, incredible. He was the winner of the Thomas Dale medal, the, the player that shows the, the most courage um, displayed on the pitch. Their goals were good. Their experience was definitely well above Adelaide United. And Carl had to make a couple of subs at halftime because I think the players that he subbed off, including Ben Halloran, Hiroshi Ubusuke, um, I feel that there was a bit of frustration in their tenacity and how hard they were working, mm, as in really? when it came to pressing. But I did want to ask you this because you've had experience in, in coaching. Um, I feel watching this, the the kids that played weren't as effective as they have been the previous weeks. Is this something that you are just going to expect when you play kids who are teenagers? They're going to have really good games, but then Mm. they're going to have games where, um, as we saw on Saturday night, the experience and class of Sydney FC was really at the forefront of the fans of Cooper Stadium.
0: Yeah, and and this is the art of coaching, and this is why Carl is so good, I'm sure, and that is you're preparing these young men to be consistent players. So when... when, um, you're young, the gap between your best and your worst is very, very wide. Yep. So your best games are nine out of 10 and we saw them in round one and round two. But if you have a, a poor game, like on Saturday night, some of those players might've played a three out of 10. What you need is you need your players when they have their worst games to still be a five and a half or a six out of 10. And that way you can still perform and you, that's what brings consistency. If you have this, gap of is it going to be a three game or is it going to be a nine game like that's when you just don't know what you're going to get and that's the scariest feeling of all when you're a coach so he's building those players up to make sure that when you when it's not your night you're still doing a lot of those little things like you said getting after the opposition pressing up be putting them under pressure and not letting them sort of just do what they want so that's a nice little wake up call the other thing that happens is when you burst onto the scene not many people know much about you you know then you play a couple of good games now the preparation sydney would have went through they, they now start to study, you know, some of these young players and what their strengths are, and they start to take them away. So the reality of what professional sport is all about will start to hit home over the coming weeks. Yeah, it
1: was interesting watching some of the young players on Saturday night because it reminded me of Josh Rochelle, uh, Rochelle during the year where I remember there was a moment where uh, Taylor Walker had a go at him, whether it was at training and also during a game where body language probably wasn't at its all time. And I think sometimes with inexperienced players, once they get the ball – Mentally, they might think, I can win the game here. I can do this. I can kick this goal as opposed to thinking, what does the team need yeah. to do? And that's just an experience thing. I wanted to play for you, Carl Viet again, because he was really prickly after the match, not just in the press conference, but when Lucas Ronaldo from the broadcaster was asking a question about Nestori Kunder in his absence. Do you think you struggled to cope without Nestor on the wing?
0: That's a silly question. Hey. Think- He's a 17-year-old kid that's missing from a game. Come on. There's 11 players out
1: there tonight. And this is the, the challenge that Adelaide United faces while Nestori is still at the club. The focus, the attention is on him thinking that he's just going to win the game. But I love Carl's response there because Carl's saying, no, 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 Nestor plays for Adelaide United. Adelaide United doesn't play and, for Nestor."
0: And don't let the other 11 players off the hook. The fact that one young player's not playing doesn't mm. sort of um, – think that the others can't perform in his absence okay so the second thing that i learned across the weekend um on sunday andrew dylan and our premier peter malinowskis launched gather round and i have no doubt it's going to be bigger and better in 2024 i think the the great thing is around the parade and what they're doing there the food and wine festival on sunday is going to be absolutely huge after that uh, the game that's going to be played there Uh, The Crows play Thursday, the Power play Friday night. So the two local teams, you know, get blockbuster standalone fixturing, which is fantastic. There's going to be a whole range of people traveling across. People that came last year will have talked to their mates about it. They'll be more organized. They'll know where to go and what to do. So I think Gather Round is going to be absolutely huge next year, which is going to be fantastic. Third thing I learned across the weekend, Australia play South Africa in the semi-final. They've now qualified for the semi-finals. Uh, India will play New Zealand. Whichever team loses that game, which takes place uh, is it I think it's Wednesday. No, night. one night
1: one tonight one tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, is it? Yeah. yeah.
0: So whoever loses that game, he's going to be desperately unlucky I think. Uh, uh, you know, South Africa have been really impressive. They've um, um, you know, the Cox, four centuries of Played some really good cricket. Australia, after their sort of lacklustre start, have put together some huge performances. Warner's been great. Uh, we've seen innings from Marsh and Maxwell and Zampa's bowled really well. There's been so many good players. So one of those teams is going to miss out on the finals. And I think um, they, they will look back and say, we had a really good tournament. But, geez, we feel a bit unlucky not to play in the final.
1: India, New Zealand, 7 o'clock tomorrow. And then Thursday, Australia and Thursday. South Africa, 7 p.m. Yep. Mm. Okay. So that's the
0: third thing I learned. The fourth thing I learned across the weekend is around the 36ers, And the pressure is right back on after another loss on Saturday. They're now three wins, seven losses. They play the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, who are fourth on the ladder, the highest scoring team in the competition The pressure is building again on coach CJ Bruton. They had that period where they won three out of four Mm. and you thought they might have turned it around, but it's just gone back the other way. Is that the sense that you get? That's the sense that I get.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that they missed Trey Kell on Saturday night who was out injured. This is CJ Bruton discussing that.
0: Like anything, you, you want everyone to play, but... So it's it's not an excuse, it's just more of next man standing. And again, this is where you see the likes of Nick Marshall and, and other guys get an opportunity. And it's like, well, there's minutes there uh, for a guy who's been dominant for us. And while you don't get it out of one guy, you need to get out of everybody and uh, dig a little deeper in little spots. But everyone had their little cameo, which was great to see. Um, so there you go. And it's, yes, um, you just feel like there's there's needs to be a turnaround and something's got to happen there and they've got to get back into that that momentum that they had because, like I say, the, uh, the, the natives are getting a little bit restless there. And the final thing I learned across the weekend is the AFLW Premiership race is absolutely wide open and it was thrown wide open on the weekend because Brisbane, who finished fourth, Beat Adelaide, who were first, obviously had to travel and beat them. North, who finished third, beat Melbourne, who finished second. So the whole competition's been thrown on its head. Adelaide now have to get over Sydney this weekend if they want to continue on in the race. But they still, there's a slim hope that they still can host a grand final if they're good enough. But uh, Matthew Clark spoke about the second chance. Yeah, well, you don't want to, I mean, obviously we had the double chance today, so um, we won't have that next week. So we'll have to make sure we're, we're on and and manage that, you know, manage the disappointment of today really well so that we can be really clear and focused on what we've got to do from here on in. Um, ultimately, yeah, the equation in finals is, you know, if you finish top four, you've got to win three in a row. Would have been nice to tick one off, but we didn't. So we've got to, we've got to get that first one next week. And that'll be uh, Saturday night at Norwood Oval again. So a bit of a blockbuster feel about that. And I think there'll be hopefully a big crowd turn up and Adelaide have a win. And they would go and face North Melbourne in Melbourne for a spot in the grand final if they're good enough.
1: Thank you, Mark Bickley. 12 minutes past seven. You got any feedback on the things that Bick's learned on the weekend? Or you want to add your own nomination? 0427154166. We're here thanks to Tire Power. Say big time on Falcon All Terrain Tires. Back after this.